The Korean Tower Podcast, episode 165. 10 things I've learned after 10 years in business. Do you want to grow a thriving, profitable handmade business? My name's Jess Van Den, and I'm here to help you do just that. I took my own handmade business full-time in 2010, and since 2013, I've helped thousands of makers, just like you, create and grow successful handmade businesses. So, are you ready to thrive? Let's get learning. Hey Thrivers, Jess here. Welcome to another episode of the show. Today I wanted to take the opportunity to speak about my 10 years in business. So I have, as of this month, been in business for a whole decade, which is kind of overwhelming (laughs) sometimes when I think about it. I can't quite believe it's been that long. And it all started in October 2008 when I opened my ethereal Etsy shop as simply a way to make back some of the money I'd spent on jewelry supplies because it was just a hobby. And I'd come across Etsy. Well, you know, I actually literally cannot remember how I stumbled across it, but I'd come across it recently around the time when I, you know, I'd started blogging about Uh, making jewelry and I'd come across other people's Etsy shops and when I got to the point where I decided to try to recoup a bit of the money that I'd spend on my hobby by selling some of the jewelry I was making Etsy was kind of a no-brainer option for me because I didn't really want to do markets or you know selling selling to shops just seemed way out of reach you know it seemed like something I could never do So Etsy made sense and it was because of that one decision that all of this has happened. So I'm obviously very thankful to Etsy for making it possible for me to start this business journey. And of course, I'm still there to this day and I've worked with them over the years on uh, helping other makers as well. So it's been a really great opportunity. Before I do dive into these 10 things that I want to talk about, I just do want to take a moment to say thank you to the members of the Thriver Circle, my membership community for makers. This podcast wouldn't exist without the support of the members of the Thriver Circle. Now, of course, most people don't join the circle to support the podcast. They join the circle to get access to our amazing community or the members only podcasts or the 30 plus video workshops I have there or the year long Your Year to Thrive course that I've created that's uh, available to members that gives you one lesson every week for a whole year and takes you through basically everything you need to know about starting and growing a handmade business. Most people join (laughs) to get access to all of those uh, perks and educational resources. But the truth of the matter is, is that uh, the Thriver Circle and the members allow and uh, support this podcast to exist. So without the members of the Thriver Circle, this podcast wouldn't exist. I wouldn't be able to afford to create this podcast and put it out there every week. So I just wanted to take this opportunity to say a heartfelt thank you to every single member of the circle past and present for being there being part of our wonderful community and for making this podcast possible you may notice if you're a long-term listener that I do not have sponsors on this show I don't run ads I don't have sponsors 
I get approached a lot (laughs) by quite, and I've been approached by some people who I kind of really wanted to work with, but I was like, no, I've, you know, I made the decision when I started that I wasn't going to have external sponsors on the podcast and I've stuck to that and I don't intend on taking on changing that anytime soon. Uh, So the only thing I do promote on here are my own programs and the membership site. So I hope uh, you forgive me for spending a bit of time talking about that because uh, you know if you do want to support the show you can of course make a donation if you like just head on over to createandthrive.com forward slash ct podcast and there's a little button you can make a donation towards uh, this show if you found it really helpful over however long you've been listening to it and a big shout out to all of my long-term listeners you guys are awesome And of course, to all my new listeners, welcome. I hope you enjoy the show and make sure to go listen to the back catalogue because there are so many amazing interviews with wonderful, inspiring and information, uh, wonderful, inspiring people with amazing information and stories to tell. And I've got a whole bunch of, you know, really valuable free information there for you. But I always do recommend that the absolute best way to support this podcast and, of course, get access to the members-only episode every month is to join the circle because you get so much more for your small monthly investment with me and our community. And you can do that by heading over to thrivercircle.com and you'll be able to read all about the oodles of benefits of joining the circle which of course include uh, time with me every month we have a facebook live uh, live chats and every month i do a couple of business intensives where i work one-on-one with a thriver circle member on a call that everybody can jump in on and participate in as well okay so let's get on with our list these are in no particular order. <laughs> These are just 10 things that I've really learnt over the last 10 years. And the first one is that business won't always be fun, but it's always, be- always better than having a job and working for someone else. You know, there's a quote, I can't remember exactly how it goes, but it's something like, you know, an entrepreneur is someone who will work 60 hours for themselves for the same amount of money that they could earn working 40 hours for someone else. Something like that. It's not exactly right, but you get the, you get the gist, right? And it's true. You know, there is a certain type of person I think that really thrives in that sort of circumstance, you know, being self-employed, being the one in charge, being the one who makes things happen. And while I say that certain type of person, I think some people are, you know, predisposed to that sort of temperament, whether it's, you know, an innate thing or just the way you were raised. Some people are better at that than others, but it's, I think it's something everybody can learn to do. And we're seeing more and more of that, you know, as the sort of gig economy arises and as there's a lot more side hustling happening, a lot more people are jumping into this world of self-employment, which is awesome. But the thing to remember, you know, if you're going into it because you want a job without the boring bits, (laughs) don't go into it because running a business is so much more than the fun stuff, you know, especially as makers, you're probably thinking about doing it or you're doing it because you love the making element of things. But in that first few years, especially 
the making will only be like 20% of the time you spend working on your business. The rest of the time you're going to have to spend learning and um, you know, learning about business, learning about tech stuff, learning about marketing, uh, implementing all of the things that you're learning. So there's going to be a huge amount of time devoted to the business side of business. And there's probably going to be some elements of that that you don't find particularly fun. You know, bookkeeping, I didn't find particularly fun when I was doing it. <laughs> uh, editing photos, I don't find particularly fun, but it needs to be done. You know, so there, there are always going to be elements of the process that aren't super enjoyable, but it's so worth it. You know, it really is. It's so much better to be in charge of your own financial situation, be in charge of your creativity and not be beholden to what somebody else wants to pay you and not be beholden to what somebody else wants you to do. So for me, as far as I'm concerned, even though there are elements that aren't necessarily fun or enjoyable all the time, overall, it's really, really worth it. And, you know, as your business grows, you can outsource that stuff. That's the wonderful thing. You can pay someone else to do those things for you, which frees you up to spend more time doing the things you really enjoy. Number two, you need to be patient, persistent, and consistent. These are three keys to having a long-term successful business venture. You need to be patient with yourself. You need to be patient and understand that growing a business takes time. You need to be persistent. So, you know, if you're only doing a little bit of work uh, for a couple of weeks and then you leave it for six months and then come back again, you're not going to see growth. You're not going to see development. So you need to be persistent. You need to be working on it a lot. Keep going. Persist with it even when it seems difficult because you never know when the next breakthrough is going to happen. And consistent, working on it you know, every day or at least a few times a week consistently. You know, I take generally speaking, two weeks off a year. That sounds a bit horrific, I know, but <laughs> bear with me, I'm going to explain. That's not to say that I don't take holidays because I absolutely do. You know, I like, I love traveling. We travel quite often. Um, next, next year, we're going to go to Hawaii and Canada for six weeks. Um, so that's travel. But during that time, I'm still going to be working. I'm still going to be answering email. You know, we, we shut our jewelry shop, um, but I'm, I still run Correct and Thrive and I'll still be publishing podcasts. So I still have to keep up with that. I still, I'll still have to, you know, check in on social media and keep up with that. I'm still going to have to check in with the Thriver Circle and make sure I'm taking care of them. So I'll still be working, but due to the wonderful flexibility that this second business gives me, I can travel and do that at the same time. So when I say I take two weeks off a year, what I mean by that is I take two weeks off where I'm not working at all. So that's my digital sabbaticals. I try to take one off, you know, um, around May-ish and one around November, October, November. So I've got one coming up in a couple of weeks time, which I will from, you know, one Saturday morning through to the Sunday or the, really the Monday morning of the following week, I will be completely offline and I'll have a proper break. So, you know, there is, there is an element of knowing that when you do run a business, when you're not working, you're not making money. 
right? Especially with a handmade business. If you are a solo business owner, you have to keep working. You have to keep making in order to make money. And when you take time off, you have to plan for that. So to to dial it back to what I was talking about, being patient, persistent, and consistent, that's how you grow a business. And you know, if you do have a job, like I used to be a teacher, right? So (laughs) everyone's like, teachers have amazing holidays. And we do, you know, teachers have a lot of time off. Of course, anyone who is a teacher or knows a teacher knows that they spend a lot of that time off working, uh, planning the next lot of lessons, the next term of work. But you do get a solid, especially over the Christmas in Australia, the Christmas slash summer holidays, you get like five weeks off and you can have a fair chunk of that um, just to yourself. And if you have a normal job where you're allowed to walk away, you know, you might have four to six weeks holiday every year. So when you have a business at the beginning, you know, if you're doing it all yourself, you're not going to get those big, huge breaks without choosing not to earn money during that time. But it's worth it. It really is. Uh, I wouldn't have it any other way because even though I don't get those big, long holidays in, in air quotes, every single day I can work to my own schedule. I have weekends off. I don't work eight hour days. I, I usually work like four to five hours a day. So for me, the everyday luxury of being able to have shorter work hours is totally worth it. Okay, number three, find community and learn from them and with them. I would not be where I am today without the support of innumerable people. When I was first starting out, I had the support of my partner, now my husband, Nick. I had the support of friends. And most importantly, well, apart from Nick, of course, whose support is invaluable, I had the support of an amazing group of fellow Australian makers. I was part of an Etsy team called the Dust Team, and we had a really vibrant uh, chat in our Etsy team forum. And without those women, I wouldn't be where I am today. They took me under their wing. They answered all my questions. They, you know, encouraged me, supported me, and really helped me to make this happen. So did uh, the people who read my blog and left me comments the people who I talk with on social media, on Twitter and Facebook, you know, there, there's just, I don't know how many people over the, those first two years especially helped me in some way. And if I'd been trying to do it all by myself and not leaning on the wisdom and knowledge of other people, I would not have succeeded. So it's really important to find a community that you can relax in and that you can be yourself and be comfortable in and learn from. Now that's going to look different for everybody. You might have a local uh, guild that you're part of. You might uh, have a Facebook group or an Etsy team or something like that that you're part of. You may want to, you know, you, a lot of you listening are probably part of the Thriver Circle and that's the community you turn to uh, for that support and guidance. But if you don't already have one, I really want you to make that a priority because it will make an enormous difference to your progress because when we're doing this by ourselves you know we don't have colleagues around us to just bounce off and that is what it's about you know it's it's the water cooler of (laughs) of solo business is to have and surround yourself with people who are on the same 
journey as you or a similar journey who are hopefully a little bit ahead of you or around the same you know around the same level as you but the people who are that just that little bit ahead of you can help you because they've gone through what you're going through and finding mentors you know same sort of thing look for uh, mentors people you trust who've done what you want to do and learn from them so do find that community it made all the difference for me and I know it will make a huge difference for you as well number four (laughs) this can be a hard pill to swallow but it's true progress is not linear have you ever seen that cartoon um where it's like you know business the growth of business or business progress is like this and it's like this slowly it's a line graph that slowly goes up but it has heaps of peaks and troughs (laughs) and it's really true you know you'll make progress in one area and then it'll seem to go backwards um something that was working will stop working (laughs) something that was uh, that was going badly might suddenly explode and become really good so the thing to remember is progress is not linear it's not a nice neat upward trending graph it's going to be all over the place and that's okay it's just the way it is it's just normal as long as over time you know in the long run the trend is going in the right direction you're doing okay and you should be proud of yourself for that And that can be, I think this can be a good thing to remember when things aren't going so well or things seem to be sliding backwards is that you go, hang on a second, why is this happening? There's there's usually a reason. In fact, of course, there's always a reason. Sometimes it's not something you can control, but a lot of the times it is something that you can control or something that you can impact by pivoting, changing what you're doing, doing something new, doing more of something or less of something else. And it's that's part of the freedom and the terror (laughs) of being self-employed is figuring out which way to go with that so number five and I kind of alluded to this one but it's frankly that being self-employed is awesome for me for me being self-employed is the best thing I could have ever done it suits my personality down to the ground it makes me happy. It means like I get up every day being in charge of my own time and my own creativity. I can do what I want to do. I can teach what I want to teach. There aren't any limitations put on me by any external, uh, you know, boss or dictator. <laughs> Nobody's telling me what I'm allowed to teach and what I'm not allowed to teach. No one's telling me what I'm allowed to make and what I'm not allowed to make. It's all down to me. And that plus the ability to shape my days and my lifestyle and therefore my life in a way that works for me is priceless. It really, really is. Maybe I could go get a job and earn more money than I'm making now. I don't really think so. You know, I could dedicate myself to a new career and work my way up the ladder and end up in a cushy, you know, six-figure-plus job at some stage. But that sounds like utter hell to me like it really does like the idea of doing that is so not what I want to be doing with my life especially now after having been self-employed for almost eight years so you know the first few years of my business I had a full-time job it was a hobby on the side but I have been fully self-employed since 2010 and you kind of get used to it (laughs) you really do you get used to 
um, being your own boss and being in charge of how you spend your time. So it really is as awesome as people say it is. Uh, I wouldn't choose to go back to having a job. Maybe things will change one day. Maybe I'll decide, hey, I just, I don't want to be constantly, you know, on the treadmill of, of growing a business or keeping a business afloat. Maybe I just want to go to a job, do my job and come home and forget about it. Maybe that day will come. I'm open to any possibility. But for now, for this stage of my life, it's really fantastic. And I'm so incredibly thankful that I am able to be self-employed and do what I do every single day. So just another thank you and shout out to every single one of my students and customers over the last 10 years. Without you, I wouldn't be able to live this life that I'm living. So thank you so much. Number six, enthusiasm waxes and wanes. And this is normal. It's almost impossible uh, to keep and maintain the same amount of enthusiasm for everything about your business all the time. And if you've been in business for a while or you've been in spaces with other people who've been in business for a while, you've probably heard them talk about this, you know, the slump or uh, a lack of motivation or just feeling like it's all too much and wanting to throw in the towel. Everybody feels this way from time to time. Even I do. And you've just heard me say how awesome it is to be (laughs) self-employed. right? But even I have this feeling every so often. Sometimes I'm like, oh, what am I doing? What what next? You know, I, f- I might feel lost about what I want to do next. What do I want to create next? I don't know. Or sometimes I'll wake up and I just won't feel like working that day. And that's okay. It's okay. And it's perfectly normal for your enthusiasm um, and your energy for your business to wax and wane. When do you know that it's time to actually give up? That's going to, it's a really personal decision. And the thing I always ask myself is, if I wasn't doing this, what would I be doing? If I wasn't doing this, what would I be doing? And until the day that I can come up with an answer to that question that is better than what I'm doing now, or, you know, gives me as much freedom, gives me as much impact and reach and ability to help people or create lovely things and be part of people's lives in that way, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing now. Maybe the day will come. Maybe the day will come where something else will come along that I want to do more than what I'm doing now. And that's happened before. Uh, If you've known me for a long time, you'll know that I, back in the early 2000s, for a couple of years, I ran a little zine or zine called Bespoke, a little magazine for the Australian handmade community. And when I was doing that, I loved it. You know, it was a passion project. But the time came when I had this idea for a course called Setup Shop. And <laughs> I really wanted to make that course happen, but I knew that I couldn't juggle the jewelry business, my magazine, and that all at the same time. So I had to decide to let go of one thing. And that's when I sold the magazine. So there are times where, you know, a bigger yes will come along. And when that happens, be open to it. But don't just because you have a little slump, you know, in your enthusiasm or your energy or a little creative black period where you seem to have lost all your ideas and nothing else seems to be emerging and you're like, oh my God, is this the end of everything? Just take a deep breath, go to the beach or, you know, do something else, read a book, go for a walk or run or a swim, do something active, do something with your friends 
And just don't beat yourself up about it because it's normal and you'll get it back. Your mojo will return. (laughs) So just be aware that that's a normal part of the process. So number seven is don't mess with what's working, but be open to change. Sometimes there'll be this this feeling of maybe I'll just change this one thing when you don't really need to because oh I want to keep it fresh or I want to you know it to look different for my own benefit but it's not actually going to move my business forward in any way it's that's just it's kind of a rearranging the deck tears on the titanic sort of situation be wary of that because those impulses will come along and you have to realize when they're just impulses to mess things up because you're bored versus actually changing things for the better so don't mess with what's working if it's working leave it alone (laughs) and just keep it going Um, but do be open to change so if you really do think something needs to to be updated or changed or pivoted then do it but only do it if you are really sure it's the right thing to do or you absolutely can't not do it some double negatives for you All right, number eight, I actually feel more financially secure now than I ever did with a job. So I feel way more financially secure being self-employed because I have learnt through being self-employed and through running a business for so long that I can do it, you know, that I will always be able to make more money if I need to. I can run a course, I can release some new jewellery, I can... um, you know, spend a bit of money to advertise. And those things will eventually result in me making the money I need to make. When you have a job, especially a salaried job, you've got an upper limit. You know, you can never make more than what those people are paying you. And for me, that felt stifling. Uh, You know, basically being self-employed, the more slash harder I work, the more money I'll make. And on the flip side, if I'm making enough money, I don't need to work harder. You know, that's what I've, I've strived for very um, consistently over my career is to get to the point where I don't have to work ridiculous hours to just get by. You know, I've deliberately designed my business model so that I can actually only have to work, you know, four or five hours a day, five days a week, not always even five days a week in order to make enough money to live comfortably. That's always been my goal, is to have the freedom of the free time. Because free time is the most valuable thing we have, I think. And that was my goal, is to make sure that I had enough free time while making enough money. So when you're employed, you know, you're always at the mercy of your employer. You can be fired, you can be demoted, you can be given less hours. Uh, You can be told to work certain hours that don't suit your personality or your lifestyle or your circadian rhythm or your family. Uh, You know, you might have to do night shift, you might have to work weekends, all of those sorts of things. And when you're young and single, that's not necessarily such a big deal, right? Um, Although for me, (laughs) as a long-term person who needs a lot of sleep to function, uh, working late at night or early in the morning was never something I enjoyed doing. 
and it always made me feel tired and grumpy <laughs> you know I there was this one year where I was teaching and I had to get up at 6am every day in order to get to work on time and it was like seriously every single morning the alarm went off and I opened my eyes and just went I don't want to do this you know I don't want I don't want to go to work today and that's not to say I didn't enjoy my job because I loved the teaching element of it there were other elements of it I did not love and teachers will understand what I'm talking about Uh, the behavior management or the administration or all that sort of stuff there's lots of elements of teaching that are not necessarily super fun even if you actually enjoy teaching so I've never had to do that since I've been self-employed you know I sure there are some times where I have to get up at 6 a.m in the morning because I've scheduled a Thriver Circle call at 6 30 just like I've done for next week but I've chosen that and it's a (laughs) one-off it's something I do once every few months and I'm cool that makes me you know go that's cool I have absolutely no problem with that because I'm choosing to do it no one's making me do it I'm doing it for the benefit of my of my people and that makes it worthwhile so you know to to bring it back to being for more financially secure I do definitely feel more financially secure than I ever did in a job and um, I think I've kind of elucidated why that might be and I am a big fan of even if you do have a job a big fan of you know doing a little site something on the side uh, as Chris Gillibo talks about in um, the episode I had with him a while back having a side hustle alongside your full-time job or you know even if it's something like driving an uber or uh, something else along those lines it gives you that little bit more freedom and flexibility number nine nothing is ever finished there's no such thing as being finished there's no such thing as being done when you are self-employed when you have a business there is always more work to do it's never ending and there's always more that you wish you could be doing and you're just not doing because you don't have the time or energy for it so there's always this sort of slight feeling of being behind the eight ball and uh you know being a little bit behind where you feel like you should be and that's pretty much constant um it it never really goes away it gets better like I think in the beginning there was a lot more of that especially when you haven't gotten to where you want to get to yet right so you know for the last however many years now we've been making a sufficient amount of money you know Uh, that hasn't been a problem but there's always additional elements there's additional things I want to be doing like I want to update my website and I want to release some new products and a million squillion other tiny little tweaks and details and changes and things that I feel like would make things a little bit better and make a little bit more money or reach a few more people and that can be overwhelming at times you know for me even I I can definitely still feel that sometimes feel that feeling of overwhelm so if you are feeling that I just want you to know that it's normal again (laughs) that everybody feels that way sometimes if not most of the time but that just you need to make peace with it you know you really do need to make peace with the fact that you will never be finished and that's actually kind of exciting because that means there's always potential for change and there's always potential for growth and there's always potential to move in a new direction if you want to you know nothing is ever finished but nothing is ever set in stone either you can always change your mind 
I see a lot of people, uh, you know, who get really stressed about their logo or their color scheme or, you know, uh, the design of their website or their current product line or their name. You know, there's endless amount of things that you can go, oh, if I don't get this right, it's, it's going to be a disaster. But the fact of the matter is you can change all of those things. You really can. You can rebrand. You can change the name of your business. You can change what you make. You can go in a complete, you can start a completely new business, you know, and that's freeing when you realize that, hey, if I make a decision now, it's not as my friend Karen Gunton says, it's not a tattoo. It can be changed. So don't get so caught up with making the perfect decision that you don't make any decisions. Realize that nothing is ever finished. So just get it done and move on and you can always if it doesn't work or it's not doing what you want it to do or whatever you can come back and change it and you can do it again and again and again and you can keep iterating and you can keep developing and you can keep changing things um but also some days you just have to put it all down and walk away and be okay with that because you've done the best that you can do to the best of your ability And you need to be proud of yourself for that and give yourself the credit you deserve for the hard work that you've put in, even if things aren't finished or exactly the way that perfectionist you thinks they should be. You still got done a really good job. Number 10, you ready? You have to be a master of (laughs) self-motivation. No one is standing behind you with a stick telling you you have to get it done. No one's standing in front of you with a carrot saying, if you only do this, you'll get it. You are in charge of you. You are in charge of everything. That can be terrifying. Um, But you can get better at it. You know, if you feel like you're not the sort of person who is very self-motivated, learn how to be. You know, learn the things that will make you be better at it. Uh, What are some really quick hacks? Exercise. Do 20 to 30 minutes of aerobic exercise. You will feel more motivated. You'll get more energy. Meditation. Yoga. Eating good food. Getting enough sleep. I should have put that first. (laughs) You need to get enough sleep so you have energy. Getting clear on your goals. Getting clear on your why. Why are you doing this? Getting clear on your core values, the things that are driving you. If you get clear on your why, and those of you who are in the Thriver Circle, you hopefully have done the very first lesson of the Your Year to Thrive course, which is all about this. And I have a video workshop that takes you through the process of uncovering and clarifying your why and why and talking about why it's so important. And that one thing can make all the difference because when you get really clear on why you're doing this you will find the motivation to keep going and without that clear vision of where you want to go or what you want to achieve you will find it hard at times to stay motivated because you won't know why you're why why am i why am i working so hard why am i doing this what's the point if you don't have that vision to keep you going it can be really really hard to find the motivation to push forward when things get hard because things will get hard things will get boring things will get stressful things will get overwhelming (laughs) things will be confusing uh people will be difficult all of those things will happen 
They've happened to me. They've happened to every single person who's ever run a business. But if you have your why and you have your vision and you realize that you only have this one life to make that thing happen and that if you don't make it happen, no one else is going to make it happen, you'll find that spark of motivation. So learn how to be a master of self-motivation and everything else will flow from there. Thanks so much for being with me. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It is an honor to be with you. It's an absolute joy and privilege to be helping you. And thank you to everyone who's ever reached out to me and let me know how much this podcast has helped them. It just makes me really happy to hear from people who this podcast has helped. And I'm really glad to be able to bring this to you every single week for hopefully many years to come. Again, if you want to support the show, the absolute best thing to do is to come over to thrivercircle.com and join our wonderful community and educational hub. I would love to get to know you and your business. So if you want to get to know me and get to know all the members of the Thriver Circle and take that Your Year to Thrive course, which will make a huge difference in the growth of your business. I've you know developed it to really... It's a sequential course. It, it's a building block style course. Every single lesson builds upon the last. Every single module builds upon the previous. And it's, you know, been developed over many years through my own experience and through the experience of all of the students that I have guided over the last seven or eight years that I've been that I've been teaching business to makers. So thank you again for being here. I will be back as always next week with another episode of the Korean Thrive podcast. Thank you so much for listening and goodbye for now.